uh, just to hear some of their stories, but to set it in context, uh, everyone knows Rosa, don't you? Of course, everyone knows Rosa. Shout out to Rosa. Yes. Uh, ciao. Okay. Ciao. <laughs> that was from over here. That's, okay. So Rosa would like to just very quickly tell you how she found herself in Holy Trinity. And for some of you who are visiting here, uh, may these stories be really encouraging to you and your story of how God connects and brings us together uh, and for all of us together to be really encouraged by this story. So Rosa, can you just tell us a bit how you found yourself, a uh, little bit about yourself and Ado's story to set in context uh, before we invite your parents up. So thank you. Hello, Holy Trinity. Um, well, um, this morning is very special for us. Um, how I found Holy Trinity. I came to Ireland six years ago, and it was only for three months, that's it. And um, I told my parents, I'm going to learn English. Uh, it's going to be my trip. Bye. Um, so I came, and the plan was just to, I was, I'm a civil engineer, so it was just to get that language, the English, and be better. But the plans of God were others. Um, over me, a lot of people were saying that God has big things for me. And when I came here, I found the love, and it's Adrian. <laughs> so basically, that changed the story because those three months then, mm -mm, no, I'm going to stay longer. So I ran Venezuela, and I said, Mommy, Dad, I think I need more English, and I need to learn more. So, you know, give me time. So for Daddy, it was very hard. And for my mom, because, uh, you know, it's a big commitment in Venezuela, and nobody wants to have your children far away. At the same time, parallel to my personal life, Venezuela was coming a step down. And then that made sense to don't come back. I can't come back. I have to stay. So I have to face the truth. I have to learn English. I have to become better. And then by some reason, uh, I was looking for thousand church around the city. I was living here in Ratmai area, so I kind of know every corner, every church. All lovely, no one tell me this is my place to be. One day I came here, I remember Gina was there on the guitar and it was drums and I say, great, finally, I find a church where it's a drum and guitar because <laughs> that was very important for me as a Venezuelan, you know? And the second point was, oh, the video being thank you, audiovisuals, was the best, the best part of this church because whatever Rob was saying, it was impossible for me to understand. So, <laughs> still sometimes though. So. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> so, um, by having the, the word of God there, I can use my Google Translate and my phone, okay? So, if I was sitting there on my phone, it was not on Facebook, on Instagram. I was really, literally, trying to type it up quickly. At the same time, I record the songs, and then when I back home, I was Googling to find the songs in YouTube and trying to listen and trying to worship God in another language, which is most difficult. But here in Holy Trinity, Holy Trinity becomes for me a community place where it was a small group, where it was a group of women praying for me. And they say for me, Rosa, what do you need? Well, I need a job. Well, I need visa. Well, I need you pray for my English. I, I always need so many things. And um, it was at that point, uh, some people just need one thing. I need a thousand things. Uh, because the situation where I was. And then I... And I always want to say thank you, God, for this place. Because Holy Trinity now is not only my place to be. It's the place for my brother. I was on the street, and then I met Rob on the street four years after, and I say, the situation is worse. 
and the dangers of the life of my family is there. I need to bring my brother. And he said to me this word. He said, what is your trust in God, Rosanna? It's like a, wow, Rob, thank you. And he said, Holy Trinity is here for you. And Holy Trinity he was not only a supportive for prayer, he was supporting in anything that I need. And today, not only my brother is here, uh, my parents and my family is here, and my husband also. <laughs> I got married with him here. And um, when all the family is here, now the extension of the kingdom of God is not only for us and personal family, Rosa, is for Venezuelan friends and community. Because what we need is a place where we can pray, we can feel a refugee place where the presence of God is with us and he covers us. Thank you. Thank you, Rosa. So we would like to welcome up uh, Gustavo and Yasmini to tell some of their story. This is Rosa's parents. Can we give them a clap as well? So we are going to do our best to translate, uh, not me, but, but Rosa. So, uh, <laughs> so we, we uh, welcome. It's good to see you. You're so welcome here with us. We're so blessed to have you. Um, so could you tell us a bit what it was like in Venezuela before, you know, communism came or before the country changed, just to give us some context. ¿Cómo fue eh, el Venezuela antes del comunismo? Bueno, un saludo cordial de Venezuela para todos ustedes y de nuestra iglesia Cordero. Venezuela antes del comunismo era una Venezuela llena de amor, de paz, de recursos económicos. I just want to say hello to all of you from my community Venezuela. Uh, Venezuela before of all this time, it was a place to be, it was a place of love, it was a place where we received tons of people. Venezuela era una madre patria que albergaba y recibía a, los, a las comunidades que venían eh, inmigrantes de otros países, de Alemania, por ejemplo. En 1843 recibieron tierra, pan y trabajo los alemanes y, y fundaron en mi país la, la colonia Tobar, un lugar precioso para visitar. In Venezuela, it was a place where the foreign people come into our country to live and to make business. That is the place of the Colonia Tobar, where Germany people came and we give it that place, a full land where they can do their business, speak their language and keep their culture and tradition over there. De igual manera, el emporio de panadería, charcutería y grandes empresas en donde se les dio oportunidad a los españoles, a los italianos, a los portugueses, a los de Panamá, a los de Brasil, en Chile, en fin, de donde venían, eran bienvenidos. Also, it was a place where other nations came to our country to live. For do business like a bakery from Portugal people, Spanish people, a person from Panama and Chile, they all want to be butcher and they all want to have a, a, be in Venezuela and we give all these opportunities to them. Venezuela, un país que, ten, que, que tenía eh, un, una red de electricidad tan grande y tan importante, que era la más importante de América Latina. Surtíamos de electricidad no solo en nuestro país, sino a, también a parte de Brasil y Colombia. 
Venezuela has the biggest, in that time it was the biggest power source in South America. And we only not have the own power electricity for us. We also used to provide electricity to other countries, like Colombia and Brazil. Y bien ese, esa imagen que, tú ves, que ustedes ven allí es un diamante, para los venezolanos muy conocido como el diamante Barrabás. Nada más y nada menos de 155 quilates, 31 gramos de peso, el, el diamante más grande sal, sacado de nuestra tierra. The first picture over there, where is the diamond, it was the biggest diamond extracted from Venezuela, and it's the called the diamond of Barrabás, and it's 155 cake and 33 grams. 31 grams, 31 grams. En un pequeño resumen, ricos en oro, oro de todos los colores, oro amarillo, oro blanco y el famoso oro negro, Venezuela. Also we have a loads of gold, gold yellow, gold white and also the most famous, a black gold. Venezuela es el es el país más rico en oro negro, petróleo, con el mayor, las mayores reservas mundiales de petróleo pesado y petróleo liviano. We have the biggest resources of petrol around the world, the first in the world. Un país de genios y de intelecto, gente científica, gente estudi gente preparada. Podemos hacer este, memoria de un invento como la orimulsión, porque sale del orinoco y es la que da electricidad y combustible a las mayores potencias del mundo, a las plantas eléctricas. We also have the orimulsion, which was uh, giving the power and sources for the biggest country around the world. Y de talentos humanos como el doctor Jacinto Convic, que fue un, uno de los pioneros para la vacuna de la lepra. El doctor Humberto Fernández Morán, que inventó el bisturí con punta de diamante para la microcirugía y para la cirugía oftálmica. We also have, it was a place where it was science people. One of them was the person who invented the vaccination with the leprosy. And also we invented the scope for do operation with the dying. Por último, eh, un país que las familias eran felices, una madre, un padre, las hijas como esquinas labradas de oro y los hombres creciendo como palmera en los atrios de Dios. It was a place where everybody was happy and the family were together and everybody was growing up and had expectancy of life on it. Esa era Venezuela, donde no había cola, donde había la gasolina costaba lo mismo que un litro de agua, nada, todo era barato, teníamos luz, teníamos empresa, teníamos desarrollo. It was a place where it was water, light, business, and growing up. Muy importante. Very important to hear that story. So what, what is it like now with communism? Um, what is it like? Life has changed very much now. So. ¿Cómo es ahora con el comunismo? La vida. Resurgió el fantasma de las enfermedades tropicales como sarampión, como mal de chagas, como la lepra. The um, illness that it was extinct, that it doesn't exist a long time ago, become again into our country, like sarampión and, and, and really things that you, when the children uh, get, when they are smaller and you just put a vaccination, those type of illness appears again. Alta tasa, índice de mortalidad infantil, no hay medicina, no hay alimento. Um, our babies die 
very soon. There is no medicine, there is no food. Oh, mi Dios, la deserción escolar, alto índice de deserción escolar, deserción juvenil. Los estudiantes universitarios salieron de las aulas, dejaron las aulas de las universidades solas. Los maestros renunciaron, los profesores universitarios se fueron. ¿Por qué? Porque en cada esquina hay una balacera, porque hay encarecimiento de alimentos, porque no hay comida, porque el transporte público fracasó, colapsó. Children don't have uh, teachers. Um, the persons are to just give up the, the, the schools, the universities. They're just exiting the country. Um, children, uh, teachers are not allowed any longer to be teaching because it's so expensive for them to go to school and pay the transport. Uh, it's more what he's going to spend going to teach than what he's going to earn during the month. So also a lot of people is killing themselves on the street. There is a lot um, Uh, fight on the street, so it is no place to be. Los hogares ahora están con un miembro de cada hogar preso o detenido, con delitos, delitos imputados falsos, perseguidos, u hogares donde un miembro de su familia ha tenido que irse de Venezuela para poder subsistir y alimentar a los que quedaron. Se habla de un éxodo de tres millones y medio de venezolanos. Two things also, families, um, there are people who just the government put charge on it that are false, people who are against the government, so then they become and they take it and put it into the jail. There is no justice in our country. And the second part also is a lot of families, are whatever is left in Venezuela, all of them have or children that are in another country, sons in another country, father in another country, so families are being separated for the situation in our economic situation. La ciudad... La nación es una nación fantasma, no hay luz, no hay gas. Hay semanas y semanas de cola en una bomba para surtir los vehículos. Eh, hay un caos total, tiniebla, oscuridad, hambre, colectivo, gente pagada por el gobierno matando a gente, persecución. There is no light, there is no medicine, there is no food. Uh, there is only people that is uh, being um, civil persons that are, have guns, and those guns are being given by the government for kill the civil over there. The cities are like a ghost city. Nobody is living there. Como persona académica que soy, sé que debería presentar estadísticas, pero eh, las estadísticas, en los informes que hay estadísticos, eh, no son confiables, no son fiables, son manipulados. Y a nivel internacional y nacional, se ha llegado a un acuerdo que el mayor índice de que, que comprueba el hambre, la tristeza en mi nación, son las fotografías que muestran farmacias vacías, no medicina, no comida, no pan, no alimento, agua contaminada, hepatitis corriendo por las calles. Realmente cierro con Venezuela está en una crisis humanitaria. Just want to say um, our country has no food, no electricity, inflation, no bread. There is a, st a statistic that the government is just have in silence and they don't want to be say. Um, but at the moment, just I just want to say that our country needs the AD help, humanitarian help. So this is very moving and that these are real stories and for Gustavo and Yasmini, they had to travel a long time as many Venezuelans had to travel 
to come here and other parts of Europe and places where they could be welcome. And so, would you mind telling us about your story and what it was like to travel from Venezuela to Ireland and tell us some of that story, please? And después de decir cómo fue tu historia de viajar de Venezuela a Irlanda. Hay un antes y un después. Antes de 1999, éramos una familia próspera, profesionales. Mi esposa, ingeniero, abogado, especialista en derecho laboral. Mi persona, ingeniero. Con dos hijos, sirviéndole y trabajando. I was an engineer. My wife is a, a lawyer and a civil engineer, and we were working in our country before 1999. Y llegó la crisis, tomamos la decisión de salir. Antes, en el 2013, sale Rosana. So the crisis came to our country in 2013, I have to leave the country. Con bendición, con palabras de Dios y con bendición de, de, la, de la mamá y mía. Sale de Venezuela en el 2013 y en el 2017 sale Gustavo Alejandro. 2013, Rosa left Venezuela with my blessing and Jasmine blessing. And then 2017, Gustavo left Venezuela with his wife. Y la crisis se aguda más. La iglesia que estamos pastoreando por ocho años, tuvimos que entregarla. Tuvimos que entregar la iglesia y salir de Venezuela. Tomar la decisión de salir de Venezuela. So, in the last two years was the most difficult part. And I had to take the decision to give the church that I was looking after as a pastor to another church and we took the decision to leave Venezuela. El 22 de octubre del 2018 salimos, se llamó la salida de Venezuela, pero no fue hasta el 27 de noviembre que salimos, que cruzamos la frontera a pie con seis maletas. So on the 26th of November, I have to cross the border and I have to leave the country walking by because there's so many uh, people living the country and I have to leave with only six luggage over there. You can see my six luggage. So all his life was packing in six bags with his wife, walking and crossing the international bridge. That is the bridge between Colombia and Venezuela. Seis maletas, dejar una casa preciosísima en una de las mejores urbanizaciones de San Cristóbal. Dejar carros, dejar todo. Caminar bajo sol, bajo la presión y la mirada de la Guardia Nacional. Pero con una bendición de Dios, no nos revisaron. I have to leave my house, which was in the best place in San Cristóbal, one of the most richest places in San Cristóbal. That was my house. I have to leave my pet. I have to leave my cars, my life, everything there. And just praying for when I was crossing the border, the national police in Venezuela didn't search me and take out my money, the only money I could collect to leave the country. Atravesar ese puente. 40,000 personas diariamente, cuando, cuando la frontera está abierta, pasan por ese puente diario. 40,000 personas. Llegar a Cúcuta, Bogotá, el 5 de, de diciembre salimos de Bogotá a Madrid, llegamos el 6 a Madrid y el 6 de llegamos aquí a Dublín. Muy triste dejar, dejar el país atrás, pero por el bien de Dios estamos aquí con la bendición de Dios. 40,000 people Venezuela, when the border is open, are leaving the country daily, daily, in daily day. So I cross the border, I have to go to Bogota, which is the capital of Colombia, and then I arrive to Spain, and then 
and here in Dublin. But it was very painful, this journey. So you are currently living in direct provision and living in a hotel, isn't that correct? Um, and that's very difficult. The state is looking after not just these guys, but other people. So my question to these guys during the week and as a community is, how can we help as a community? Venezuela and your parents and all involved. I will answer the question. How can we Holy Trinity help Venezuela? Basically, the first thing that we want to ask today, Holy Trinity members, is pray for Venezuela. Let's go to pray today for Venezuela. And in your daily base, please, let's go to pray because our country is suffering. Um, the children that you see over there that are being faded, my parents were pastors, and they have one church in my city, and another helping on the middle of the country. They are providing food for 45 kids in the daily, daily, uh, every day. Uh, because those children don't have nothing to eat. And the inflation is so high that they need the currents external for giving the children. And so we are just collecting money for them in order to help them a little bit in this economic situation. And another way that we were talking to uh, in Holy Trinity is now the Venezuelans, that's the Venezuelans that are there, but we are Venezuelan here in Holy Trinity. And the best thing to integrate us and to be part of Ireland is to learn English. So raise money so we can learn English and we can speak English and go to education will help us to just become even more integrated into your society. Thanks. So I have a meeting with the head of Atlas Language School. I actually went to, to college with them. And he runs one of the biggest language schools in Dublin, Atlas, just down on the canal. And he is willing to have his fees if the church and others can raise the other half. And so I would love to be able to raise money for these people, uh, these friends, these new friends, to learn English. So we will give the opportunity over the next few months for you to give to that. Some people already have given. And so to help our friends learn English so they can become more integrated. So that's uh, something very important to us. Lastly, and this is a, a hard question to ask, but an important one, we're starting a new sermon series today looking at the last words of Jesus on the cross. And Jesus spoke very profound things from the cross. And over the next few weeks, we'll be looking at it. I think there's a slide there uh, about the importance of the final words, there's some of them up there, but his first word was forgive each other, for they don't know what they do. So we've been talking about these guys want to forgive what's happening in their country, and that's very easy for me to say, but they wanted to share themselves uh, how they are trying to forgive as Jesus forgave from the cross. So si le puedes decir cómo ha sido para ti eh, poder perdonar a los que han dañado tu país y cómo los invitas a ellos aquí, a los que estamos aquí presentes, a perdonar. Segunda de Crónicas 7.14 dice, si mi pueblo se humillara, reconociera que ha pecado, Dios, y, y, y invocara a Dios, Él sanará la tierra. 
Second Chronicles 7:14 say, "If the people become humble and praise God, God will heal the land." Primero, perdonar, saber que somos pecadores, pedir perdón por el pecado de nuestros gobernantes. El, el apóstol Pablo nos habla de que debemos de orar por ellos para que venga el arrepentimiento a ellos y a nosotros. So first we need to pray for the government that is at the moment in Venezuela so they can repent of their sinners and God can come to them. Y saber de que como Cristo nos perdonó a todos en la cruz del Calvario, nosotros debemos de perdonar a todas esas personas que han acabado el país. As Jesus forgives on the cross for all our sinners, we have to forgive the people that have been corrupt our country. And we have to forgive them for all the damage that they have done to our nation. nation. Y saber de que la venganza no es nuestra, la venganza es de Dios. Entregarle eso a Dios. Y veremos la gloria de Dios en Venezuela. Nuestra oración perenne por nosotros y por ellos, para que venga el arrepentimiento a ellos, empezando por nosotros. We need to know something, that the revenge is not coming from us, it's coming from God. And we're going to pray for God can touch our nation and change our nation. Amen. So, um, before we give these guys a round of applause, it's a, it's a great, I think there's so much more to this story. I hope it gives you a sense of what you've seen on the, the news or read in the newspaper about the difficulty in, in Venezuela and we want to really help. But these guys celebrated a great anniversary on Friday. They were 33 years married. Yeah. So. Okay. So we're, in a few moments, we're going to just hear very briefly from Alex and then we'll close out with a song. But I'd love to just pray for them. And I'd love as a sign of honor for us to stand together and to pray for this great couple um, and lay hands on. I don't know if Dillis, if you'd like to come out, please, and lay hands uh, on them. Father, we thank you for uh, Gustavo and Jasmini. We thank you for their lives. We thank you, Father, for uh, as pastor and as engineers and lawyers and professional people who have traveled so far. We thank you for their marriage. We thank you for their trust. We thank you for their honesty. And pour out your blessings upon them, Father. Pour out your love upon them. And may they know our help and our love for them also. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Another round of applause there. I think it's great. Thank you. So we're going to uh, close out our time in a couple of moments. We'd like to take a seat for just a few minutes. Um, Alex, if you'd like to come forward, um, and Alex Jr., if you'd like to come forward. Is Alex here? Yes. Would you like me to translate? Is that? <laughs> Sorry. Si. The country has been 40, more than 48 hours without electricity, the full country. 
Uh, we've been, been at the moment living in Dublin with the very painful in our heart because we can't text our family as they don't have electricity. So or WhatsApp, you can't really see if they are alive or not. And Alex just fin finally is having a conversation with his family after more than four days that they are fine and they're talking. So for that reason, Alex is not here, but this is the family. Sorry for it. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's a good excuse. Yeah, that's fine. No, we're, we're, yeah, we're thankful they can talk. So just really quickly, could you just tell us the story? So you've been here five years, isn't that right? Yeah. Alex is five, yeah. And then you had quite the journey to get here. And then I think Alex is going to pray for us to close. Yeah, okay. So introduce yourself and tell us briefly. Yeah, yeah thank you. Ok, eh, corto lo que vamos a decir, más allá de la situación de Venezuela, queremos es agradecer a Holy Trinity. Just short, a part of the situation in Venezuela, we want to say thank you to Holy Trinity. Nosotros comenzamos a venir a la iglesia hace seis meses atrás y la bendición de Dios ha sido increíble. Primero estábamos sin papeles, luego empezamos a orar por eso. We came to the church six months ago and the blessing has been amazing. First, I was without papers. And now I have it. Rob helped us a lot and pray a lot for we can get the papers. And God has blessed so much to us by being here. Primero veníamos de Dublin 15 hasta Dublin 6 en bus y en tren. Ahora Dios nos proveyó hasta nuestro propio carro. First of all, I have to commute to come to the, to the church from Dublin 15, Blanchestown, to Dublin 6. So I have to get the train and the bus to come to the service. But now I have my car and I can come in the car. Solo podemos decir gracias y eh, agradecer a Holy Trinity porque Holy Trinity porque ha sido la bendición más grande que ha pasado en nuestra vida. Just want to say thank you. <laughs> I just want to say thank you for Holy Trinity because it's been the biggest blessing in my life. Thank you. Oh, amen. Thank you for you. Thank you for you. So, do you want to get ready for the music with Gustavo? Yeah, yeah. So, Gustavo and um, Rosa are going to finish with a song. Um, Alex is going to pray for us. He's written a prayer. This is Alex Jr., um, named after his father. And after the service, these guys have some food for us, uh, some Venezuelan delicacies. Sorry? Just food. Just food, okay. Venezuelan food, yeah. Why, what did I say? Dancing. Oh, dancing. No, there's no dancing. There's no, definitely no dancing in church. <laughs> there is Venezuelan food afterwards and some nice delicacies. So, Alex is going to pray for us. And please stick around if you can to meet some of these guys. Um, it's wonderful to have you all here and an opportunity to meet them and hear their stories. But Alex is going to close out our time with a prayer. So, Alex, I'm going to hold this mic for you, buddy, and you read out your prayer. You're getting to be quite the prayer. You prayed on our weekend away, too. Yeah. You going to be a pastor? No. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Go ahead, Alex. God, Father, in this morning, we pray for the children in, in Venezuela. We pray so they can have food and the elementary things that they need to grow up healthy. Give them the daily bread they need. There are lots of kids in hospitals in Venezuela, and they are sick and in the need of medicine and treatment. We pray for 
and God give them the help they need in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, man. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for praying for us. So, if you'd like to stand, these guys are going to lead us in some worship. This is our offering song, and this offering will go totally to uh, helping them learn English, the, our Venezuelan friends. So, if you would like to give to that, please do. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Thank you, Holy Trinity. Thank you, Pastor Rob. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being part of our community. Really, really thank you. Well, I, thank you for saying that, and thank you to everyone here as well, because we feel that way. So, live on piano for one night only. <laughs> so, let's uh, take up our offering, and uh, this will go towards uh, helping.